When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is the Talking Tactics Podcast. My name's Daniel. It's your boy, Double H. I just made Half Hope watch some Busted <laughs> Challenge videos. <laughs> ah, and, Let me read, uh, read the lyrics. Boss it, boss it, boss it, boss it. Ace you. Two shots. Boss it, boss it, boss it, boss it. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's for the strip club, clearly. Boss but, it, you know... Boss it. <laughs> Do you know what I've realized? I've realized that shout out, shout out to the cha- some challenges are stupid. Like I was saying, like the cinnamon spoon challenge. Do you remember that? Mm. Or, or, remember, or, or the or the ALS challenge. Yeah, the bucket of water. Yeah. Just just give the money. You don't need to get get yourself wet. I don't understand that one. But we do the podcast every Tuesday. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram. If you're listening on Spotify, remember to give us a follow. If you're on Apple Podcast, subscribe. It's free. Leave us a five star review, and we will read it. On the show, we did get one this week. Ooh, from whom and from where? Uh, Male or female? Jim Tom Philly from Great Britain. You would have no. thought you would have thought Pennsylvania, but no. He says, "Brilliant! It seems like most mainstream football podcasts repeat the same cynical analysis. Not talking tactics. With every episode, the fresh takes Daniel and Half Hope dish out are not only interesting and, and insightful, but are refreshing and sometimes genuinely outrageous. Mostly from Half Hope." reasoned in his own unique way the addition of carl is always great too i could genuinely listen to these over and over again daily thank you well no thank you for your thank you thanks a lot that's That's really very kind words very kind yeah man man. so thank you to everybody that leaves reviews and checks us out those really do mean a lot keeps us going um patreon.com by the way if you want to help the show out monetarily three dollars a month you get access to talking tactics extra because of people on patreon we're doing like Football manager stuff on Twitch now. Mm. So I guess just type in Twitch Talking Tactics and we'll come up. You'll see the logo, I'm sure. I think we're the only one or one of the few. So um, check that out. Um, and last but not least, tomorrow when you'll be listening to this, so Wednesday, Half Hope and I are going to be doing the How Good Was He Really show mm. premiere episode. And it's going to be about Pele. So how good was Pele really on the Talking Tactics YouTube channel live show? Cook a meal, as half of might say. Uh, bring some questions, bring some controversy with you. And yeah, we're just going to have a conversation about how good was Pele really? And if you have any suggestions of who you would like us to do, I've seen people say, you know, how good was Michael Owen really? How good was Ronaldo or Nye really? Like all these ones. So if you have any suggestions, let us know on Twitter. And, uh, you know, just at Talking Tactics. Uh, and, 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 and trust and we'll be coming here well researched, man. So we're coming here bag full of data and we're gonna we're gonna talk about because like we're gonna have an honest conversation about 1962 that's what i'm saying we're gonna have an honest conversation about 1962 and whether that counts let us start this podcast so i have a lot of stuff written down here nothing really stands out as like critical at least in the premier league context it's an off week because of the the fa cup so that kind of allows us a little bit more freedom to look at europe so where do you want to start have hope you want to start with with messi and barcelona is is Messi making you rethink your assessment of what Barcelona are capable of this season? This is where you always have to stand by your beliefs and just wait until everything ends and see where the chips fly. Before a ball was kicked, I said Barcelona will still win the league this season because I've seen this play out before. Oh, look at all the issues they have, all the problems they have. It's going to be a disaster of a season, but I was like, they still have Messi. And as and Barcelona were horrible last season, really bad, and City didn't have a clue what they were doing. 
and Real Madrid only just won the league um, on the penultimate day of the season with, with two games to go. And that's when Barcelona were just like, these guys were in complete disarray. The whole thing of the massive declining, that was a lie. The people promoting that were Cristiano fans <laughs> and just people who really are just jumping to conclusions. So what this was, was that during that, the first few games of the season, he was still doing a lot of thinking because it was a very hard summer for him, family and so forth. I didn't take into account how well Atletico Madrid have started and just the kind of strong stats that they've made and how Simeone has slightly changed. He will never evolve. He will never fully do a metamorphosis, but he is maybe expanding upon his Simeone-ness. <laughs> so I look at what Messi is doing now with, with Barcelona and this is a case of if I can be, be bothered, I can just end up becoming the top scorer in this league when not scoring for the first four or five um, matches. So with regards to this season, they are not winning the Champions League. That is, that's an impossibility. It's not happening. No way. Impossible. The league, if you asked me this like two weeks ago, I would have said, no, this is between Atletico and Real. Mm-hmm. And I'm still going to say it's between Atletico and Real Madrid. But how quickly things change. Like, look at where we where we were at when Real Madrid beat at, at Atletico. It was like, oh my gosh, man, maybe Real are in the driving seat and Barcelona were still struggling and, and so forth. And I look at where we are right now. Barcelona are three points behind Real Madrid. Both played the same amount of games. Now, if Atletico win their three games in hand, that makes the league look very different. But they won't win their three games in hand. So it's we have to now see what the league truly looks like when Atletico play their games in hand before we can say, okay, how much chance do Barcelona have? If Atletico win those three games, nah, it's it's insurmountable. If they draw two, win one, then yeah, maybe we can then have a discussion. So we have to just wait until those games in hand by Atletico are played before we can say what chance do they, do they have. If you were to remove Atletico out of the conversation, and let's say it, it was just Real and Barcelona, and be like, oh, wow. Barca just three points behind the leaders now. Then it's like, yeah, they can definitely win it. Do you have any apologies for, for our guy Griezmann? No. Okay, what are you, you going to do next game? Like, look at that amazing goal that he scored against, um, I think it was against Villarreal last season, on the amazing goal he scored this season, like that crazy volley. Mm. It's like one game amazing, but you have to do it... Consistently. Th- yeah, three. Give me four games where you play well. You, you, you don't even have to, to score. Four. Just just three or four games. Three, four games straight where, where you say, well, so you can't just give me one game then 3,000 years later when the human race has died and like the dinosaurs have come back or aliens have now come back to Earth. Hey, here's another good performance. Nah. So. Oh, that reminds me of a point that maybe we can talk about on like an extra. Oh, but, dinosaurs? Nah, aliens. Aliens. But as, as, as relates to the pandemic. But um, oh, anyway, uh, what was I going to say? I like the way that he plays football. It's just the, it's the consistency. But perhaps if you're on a, a team like Barcelona that isn't consistent itself, how do you get that? Because his best position at Atletico was playing in behind like a Diego Costa. He's playing in behind like a real number nine. But at Barcelona, they don't really play four four two. I mean, they did mm. with Valverde for a time. But you gotta kind of mesh with what Barcelona do. And Griezmann, I don't know if he's found his feet in a concrete sense, which is why there hasn't been that level of consistency. For a player like Dembele, for instance, that's just injury, you know? If he wasn't injured, then the left-hand side of the of the front three would be his. But Griezmann, just, there's footballing reasons why it's not consistent rather than just, like, the personal aspect. Where would you reach Griezmann then, like, as, as a player? It's difficult because I don't divorce what he does for France. So, oh, no, 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 include that, yeah, include yeah. that as well. You can't tell me not to include France, because then it's like, whoa. No, no, no. <laughs> International but, but football, because I, I think we had this conversation years and years ago. I give you like 60% credit for what you do on club level when I'm looking at a player, and I give you 40% for international. Mm-hmm. So somebody asked a good question that I think would work here, but I'll answer your question first. I would rate Griezmann, he probably, in the world, I'd probably rank him somewhere, and if we're talking forwards, probably like top 15? 
top 15. Yeah, because, okay, like, obviously I'm not going to come up with 15 names off the top of my head, but, you know, you've got Mane, you've got Salah, you've got... Um, he's, like, on a level with Sterling, the more I think about it. But, like, you know, obviously Messi, Cristiano. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really bad with, like, making lists. But in my mind, I, there's probably 15 better forwards. No, no, I mean, you see, see, yeah, top 15, it's makes sense just as I just... Griezmann is a, is a difficult one because I do think that he is the definition of a system merchant, a guy who is very <laughs> reliant on a system. And if you take him out of that system as an individual, he can affect the game. How many players aren't system merchants, though? Like, or I don't want to use your terminology, but how many players aren't dependent on a system? Everybody's ne- dependent on a system. You ne- can... Neymar is not dependent on a system. Jao Felix is not dependent on a, a system. Oh, I forgot um, Neymar and Mbappe, you know. Yeah, Pogba. Is not dependent on a system. Um, I would say, but you're just naming kind of ballers, though. No, basically, it's players who give them the ball. They can do something rather than I need to be in the right position. It's in the place a certain way to then maximize my effectiveness. Rather than give me the ball in any situation, I will. Now I may do it to a lesser degree in a in a system that doesn't benefit me. But Cristiano is the perfect example. He isn't. He's, he's not a system merchant, and you wouldn't call him a baller, but he's a guy who can adapt and tweak his game to any system. But, okay, Messi, would you call Messi a baller? Yeah. So how come he can't adapt to Argentina's system to win him a trophy then? <laughs> he's, he's, one of, he's one of those weird anomalies, you know? He's one of those weird anomalies that the guy that is a baller and so forth, but... So, so you see, the rule isn't like a definitive rule of like, oh, a bowler this or not a bowler this. Messi, bowler, amazing, talented. Barcelona have been on the whole give him the ball thing, mm-hmm. but he just hasn't been able to be as effective for Argentina. So you could apply that mm, maybe he's a system agent, which is or, why I've, I've always what? said okay. that it would be interesting just for an experiment to see Messi in the Premier League or Syria. That was that was that was a bad example. You know what? I've I think I've revised my messy thoughts. Maybe he is as effective for Argentina mm-hmm. as he is for Barcelona. But the pieces that he was surrounded with in Barcelona from defense, obviously one of the greatest midfields ever, Busquets, Xavi, Iniesta, up top with people like Eto and Henri and David Villa and mm. all these guys. That doesn't exist necessarily in Argentina. Now, Argentina don't really have an excuse not to be good because you are surrounded by Di Maria and Higuain and, mm. you know, Guero and Mascherano and all those guys, right? So, like, he did have a team. The components of, of Barcelona, it, it adds more to, to what Messi does than Argentina. So maybe if you if you break down performance by performance, maybe Messi would be comparable, but just the team around him wasn't as well structured. No, no, but for me, I see it. the reason why I push back on that is because I look at how he plays. You could Argentina have always been a it's similar with South South American teams. They are very attacking and rely on a more direct, aggressive, offensive way of playing. Mm-hmm. As opposed to Spain, Europe, and you now look specifically Barcelona. So when you look at Messi, you can see him trying to create those one-two situations for Argentina that work for Barcelona. So in a club team where you play every single week, you have two, three days each week that, 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 that you train. Messi knows that once I give that ball, I know where he's going to be. I know where he's going to be. And I know when I give him this ball, I know what he's going to do because you are so ingrained into the psychology and the chemistry of everyone. So you now bring that into Argentina where you meet these guys, what, three, four times a year? If it's, if there's not an international trophy, those one-twos and those give-and-goes just don't work because these Argentine guys are thinking differently from the guys you play with every single week. Mm-hmm. So really what you have to do is you have to be a lot, take much more risks and be much more attacking and much more offensive in the Argentina setup because those, those passing one-two triangles... Argentina just don't do that, <laughs> you know. That's not how Argentines think about football or interpret it. They are much more attacking and direct. So, okay, do you give, <laughs> considering the 2010 World Cup, hmm. do you give Messi a slight pass considering the 
<laughs> Rest in peace. Mm. Con- considering who the manager was. Oh no no yeah oh, no like I've always said that for Messi it was I 2006 2010 it was about 2014. 2014 was the one where like I no excuses 2010 I get it Mar Maradona first real major managing thing and he just wasn't up the task tactically 2006 you were too you were too young amazing team yeah. the best team at the world cup but you were too young 2014 no no excuse because the team it was coached very well you had a very good manager in sabaya that the team worked very very well and it was put you were given the platform to say now deliver us we've taken you to this final now it's up to you it's still bad. Like you can't get me a Copa America. They, they, there was a point where there was a Copa America every year. You couldn't win one. Come on, you had bro. Arturo Vidal and Alexis Sanchez are walking around with your medals. Like I don't how, I don't know Messi. Mm. That's that's a blemish. The World Cup, I can give you a slight pass. No Copa, and you played in like five no, of no, them. No, 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 no. I, I, I can't get that. Which leads us to this question from our guy Adaj. Real ADAJ3. Why does HH lower standards for African players internationally? He's coming at you. A great African player should need an AFCON minimum. In the same way for other players are critiqued for their Euro World Cup performances. So, the first player that comes to mind is Didier Drogba. Is that what we're doing now? I'm just saying. So... I think 2015, Cote d'Ivoire won AFCON, and Drogba retired. So it was mm. it was it was Yaya Toure who was like the the captain and uh, yeah. And, and you know, I, I watched that in a Ghana a Ghanaian restaurant, man. If I t- if you could be there and the emotions of that penalty shootout, man, crazy. And they're like basically Ghana were winning the the penalties, and I think. If they had scored like the next one or something, they would have won. And Javinho was so pissed off because you know how Ivory Coast always kept him Losing, messing yeah. up. He literally like was sitting on a chair and just turned his chair the opposite way. Like that. <laughs> and basically like all the Ghanaians in the restaurant, they were like singing, singing, singing because I'm like, and Ghana will do it. Then they messed over there, they missed, then the whole thing just switched. Yeah. Ivory Coast had the momentum and then boom. No, because it's that's one of the craziest Pencil that I've, I've so seen. The one I think... was thinking was was Ivory Coast. I think Zambia. Oh. And oh, no, think, no, 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 no. I think no, no, that's no. the one where Drogba missed the penalty. Mm. And I think he missed the pe- It was like an Asamoa Jan against Uruguay situation where he missed the penalty that would have won. Mm-hmm. And then in the shootout, he made his penalty, but they didn't win. I think no, no, that's but... what happened. Ivory Coast Ghana penalties was 9 8. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what let Ivory Coast down, man? It's the goalkeeper, bro. The, the the one that looked like Tupac. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. Oh, <laughs> you, you, the guy that he basically ate grass. He had grass in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Bubakar Berry was that guy's name. <laughs> Bubakar Berry, man. Like, he was like a five foot nine goalkeeper, maybe five ten. I was yeah, like, no, no, you he can't wasn't win good. anything with a goalkeeper that's like that short like how is he your he can't cover the goal like he's not gonna win you a penalty shootout but yeah how how come you aren't as critical of afcon then so like how can drogba somebody has asked us a question about drogba too so maybe we can bundle that one in but um do you do you think you give african players a slight pass be honest <sighs> look it is what it is. That's my answer. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. And I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Do you know, okay. B- because people call, just if we want to like kind of lump the two conversations together, because people call Cristiano like the GOAT or they call Messi the GOAT, then you need GOAT things. You need to do GOAT things. And part of that is winning the World Cup, winning uh, your domestic competition, winning Champions Leagues, winning leagues, uh, winning individual awards, probably in that order. Um, And nobody is really out here calling Samuel Eto'o or Yaya Toure or Didier Drogba or 
George Weah even like they might be like oh they're the greatest African player ever and then in that conversation you can kind of stack up the accomplishments and weigh them but nobody's calling them the GOAT like full stop so the conversations when we talk about you know who's the greatest player of all time I think you have to weigh international competitions in the in the analysis like it has to be there if we're if, if, if people were claiming Drogba was the greatest striker of all time, which nobody does, then his lack of continental success would come back to bite him. But people generally just talk about Drogba in a Chelsea, Premier League, Champions League context. Um, and maybe we should be more critical of Drogba, considering that we do actually bring up AFCON and mm. how much we love it and all that kind of stuff. But... Yeah, I think the arguments for just like the pure greatest of all time player, which Messi and Ronaldo have found themselves in, they have to be criticized for, well, at least, at least Messi, because Ronaldo has a Euro, at least in theory. Um, <laughs> <laughs> never, n- never did any, anything in the final. So I mean, not, not I mean he seemed to be coaching, with, however much that Wait, Waving that your hands. How Daniel, Daniel, we, we run a show called Talking Tactics and we're giving credit to a cheerleader and saying that is management. Come on, bro. No. But Messi, again, to have nothing in your international silverware cabinet except an Olympic medal, that's not really GOAT level. So that's that's where the critique comes from. And perhaps because that's how we judge the top, that trickles down to how we judge everybody else. And maybe that's not fair. Nobody's calling drug for the goat. Mm-hmm. At least very few. I'm sure we could find somebody on Twitter. No, no, no. I've I've always said what I've always said about Drogba is you have to commend his big game credentials. But uh, and how clutch he's club wise. Instantly for me, I always say like what would always be held against Drogba was why you can't really put yourself in the Patrick Umboma and that Cameroon era, the um what's it called? Mohamed Zidane, Abu Trika, Egypt mm-hmm. dudes, all those dudes is that you 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 have to win a national school specifically because you had the, the most talented team. Yeah, the golden and you you in at least two or three of those nations cups, you were the most ta- talented team. Yeah, you're the most talented. Spe- and especially, I think it was in 06, where I think we lost to Egypt in the semis. You have to you, come on. Your team was was too good, and the, and everyone was at their peak. So, yeah, you know. I thought. That's whenever people bring up, like, who's the greatest African player. People always expect me to say Didier Drogba just because of how much I like him. But my answer is always oh, no, no, no. Eto'o. Yes, because it's, it's, Eto'o it's, it's has Eto'o. the international credentials and the Did more... Eto'o win a Nations Cup? Was he in the 2000 team? He does, yeah. And, and the one in 2000 was in Nigeria. <laughs> and they beat Nigeria in the final. So look at this. Nah, he, has a, he has a gold medal yeah. from the 2000 Olympics. 2000 and 2002 AFCON, trouble with Inter, trouble with Barca. I mean, this is this is stacked, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like it's. Yeah. He's, he's got three Champions Leagues. He's disrespected. He's disrespected. Like Eto isn't praised enough. He's he's in praise. He's not praised enough in terms of what he's he's done in the game. And it's not just that he has the trophies. It's it's like he, his 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 importance to the trophies. And and a bit, I like, you could argue that he is was at his best best striker of his generation. You could make that argument. It's yeah. just striking and strikers and quality of his strike, you can make that argument. Indeed. So yeah, and then obviously like I'm not gonna put Drogba above like the legends, Miller, Weah. <laughs> Tomorrow we'll we'll get into like why Pele is an African legend. <laughs> like I'm not I'm not putting him above like those guys. But like Drogba has a special place in my heart because of like what he meant when I was like a teenager. What he did in 2012, obviously that's like one of the happiest moments of my life. But you don't get the pass just because I like you. I think that's that's not fair. So um, let's see. Someone else asked a question, and I think he mentioned Drogba. So. Maybe this would be a good time to ask this one. From Gawain69, who's the greatest club Premier League striker of all time? Emphasis on greatest, not best, and club in terms of their time in the Premier League. Where does Drogba rank? So who's the greatest club Premier League striker of all time? Shearer. Shearer. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's way too many calls. Although, he split time between... 
Blackburn and Newcastle, right? Mm. So which was his greatest version? Obviously, he won the Premier Blackburn. League with Blackburn. Blackburn, because but, I think there was one way he got like 40 goals this season for Blackburn. So I most say... people can, when you think of Shearer, you think of Newcastle. Yeah, 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 Newcastle. Who had the greatest period in one club as a striker? Because you wouldn't, would you say that Shearer at Newcastle or Shearer at Blackburn were, was better than Henri at Arsenal? I mean, like, for... e- like either version, you can pick one, but you can't have both mm. together. You know what? You can make an argument for Aguero and Man City. Ooh. You can make a strong argument there. Although I was on a I was on a football show yesterday and this guy made a very interesting point about Andy Cole. Mm-hmm. And apparently he said that again, I'm not sure whether this is true, but this is what he said is that um Andy Cole actually refused to take penalties because he didn't see them as real goals. <laughs> so so when you so when you look at Andy Cole's goal tally and none of them were penalties. He didn't take penalties. Those were all goals from open play. Pretty crazy. So I think it would be Shearer, the Blackburn version, in no particular order. Aguero mm. for Man City, Henri Arsenal, Cole United, and Kane for Spurs. I think that would be my, my top five. And where does Drogba rank? Like Drogba for Chelsea. And in terms of the Premier League, I think he played something like 300 games and had 100 goals. Um, so... Decent, and obviously I always make the argument that he wasn't playing in some free-flowing, mm. goal-scoring team. He was playing for Mourinho and all these other guys um, that were quite pragmatic, except for the season with with Carlo, where he scored, you know, I think it was twenty-nine goals in thirty-four games or whatever it was when he went to the Afcon. He didn't have the if he played for Wenger and they were scoring, you know, four, three, four, five for fun, maybe his his stats would be a bit better. But he wasn't. He was playing for like Jose Mourinho. You score two goals, we shut up shop. That's <laughs> that's, that's basically what we're doing here. So, um, yeah, he's somewhere in the top twelve, thirteen, maybe if you like broke it down. But yeah, I'd never call him the best, even though mm-hmm. he like means the most to me. What's next? Antonio Conte. Your thoughts on, on this man? Is he as good as as we believe he is? No, he isn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, I'll, I'll answer that for you now. I think we need to finally just be very honest with Antonio Conte. He is You've a... come to the right place, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, Antonio Conte, honestly. Antonio Conte is a David Merchant. And what I mean by a David Merchant, David and Goliath, he is the, oh my gosh, wow. I never, oh, geez, look at what he did. If you just put the Juve thing to one side, which I don't give him credit because that was a one-team league, it was like Chelsea, man, we were in disarray. You know, he, he, you know, like he started off where the formation really wasn't working and so forth, switched the formation. Oh, geez, look at what he's now done. It's Lee. Before those Euros in 2016, you were like, okay, who, Giaccarini, Peye, who, who the other these guys came in? Oh, damn. Adair. <laughs> and then they came in. He really... picked those people, though. Like, think about it. Like, Balotelli was a No, no, no. Well, obviously, Balotelli was It doesn't was matter. At the, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, he's a David Merchant. So, the thing... Key... Whoa, pause, pause. Is this a new term? Yeah, yeah. It's a new term. David <laughs> a debut term, bro. A de- <laughs> No, no, did you know the coffee table book? We still got to do that. What's that? What do you mean, a coffee table book? In my mind, it's like it's like a dictionary with all of your like football terms. Oh, yeah, it has pictures of different people. So, obviously, you would have like Dodd's degree of difficulty with like a cool picture of like, I don't know, it would be maybe what's your like ultimate DOD moment? Oh, no, well, anyway, like we, we would think of it later, but that would oh, be like oh, no, 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 Drogba, um, Allianz Arena 2012. So, like, it would be like that maybe like so we'd get an artist to like draw Drogba's <laughs> header into like with Neuer's arm outstretched or with the ball on the roof of the net or something, and then you would explain what Dodd is, and then you'd flip the page and it would be a David Merchant or a goal scoring merchant, and then maybe you could have like. Uh, obviously, it's going to be like lubrication, circumcision, yeah. baptism, like all those things listed. And then like your maybe like each page would be like baptism. And then if it's a four goal margin, this is an example of like a four goal margin or something. Like I feel like that would be an interesting like book idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we won't give the game away. But anyway, Conte is a David Merchant. Continue. Yeah. So my thing now is okay. 
you've done so well, Chelsea and Italy, you're not going to be given money. You're going to be given the, the, the players. The pressure is now on you to win. Because let's keep it real. If we look at everyone's squads and so forth, Inter Milan have the best squad in Italy. So Inter Milan are the best team. They should win. They are the favourites. If you just look at their players on paper, they should have won the league last season. Juventus literally said, all right, eight is enough. Eight is enough. Okay, we had a good run here. Take. We are messing on with Sari. Sari and the team, they're not really getting along. Cool. We've had our, our run. It was good when it lasted. Inter, here you go. And Inter still conspired to mess up. So the thing with Conte is we he is a good manager, but he's not as good as, as we thought he was. Because we are now seeing Conte in a different light where Italy in those Euros, you were not ex- nothing was expected much of you. Mm-hmm. Before a ball was kicked before the 2015 season, people were not saying Chelsea were favourites to win the title. Specifically, you coming into your first season there. But when you went out the... When, once you now won the title, and guys, I said, aha, defending champions, what happened? Um, Inter Milan, even last season, whether it's your first season or so forth, you're like, I don't know. Was Inter last season, was that his first or second season with Inter last season? Mm, did last season last so long? So, that yeah, it so, yeah, like so, yeah, so yeah, 2019. So he joined in 2019. So, so this is season two, but because last season felt so long because of the break, hmm. it feels like it's season three. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, season two, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. So, okay, so, so fair enough. Even if that's your first season, this is why this is going to be very important to what happens this season. I still say that first season or not, you, you were supposed to win it that last season. But now, now coming into season two, if you don't win it this season, which I don't think they, they will, it's going to either be Juve or Racing Milan. It's going to be Juve. We're going to pop bottles for 10 in a row. Um, bro, like, we've just got to say that you're a fugazi, you're a fraud. <laughs> we have to. Do you know what I knew? I knew Conte, I don't want to call him fraudulent, but I knew he was an issue when the report came out that he decided, of his own volition, I don't even think he consulted the club, and this is something that soured or poisoned the water or poisoned the well at Chelsea, Mm. was when he texted Diego Costa, hey, bruh, I don't know what it was, but hey, bruh, thanks, but we don't need you anymore. Peace, Find find a new club. Jose Mourinho had the club in a in a bad way. They sacked him. They brought in hitting. Players just decided, okay, like that guy's gone. We can now play football again. Um, and they didn't lose for however many games it was in the Premier League. Obviously, there was a bunch of draws in there, but like they just decided, all right, we'll win. So Conte comes into that situation. He has a title-winning team with a goal scorer in good form. You add Ngolo Conte to it. He tried not to do what was stereotypically him, which was the back three stroke, back five, however you want to class it. Um, he was like, nope, I'm going to play with the back four. I'm going to go 4-1, four, 4-1 one, four, one, or whatever he was up to. And then Arsenal spanked him in the hmm. first half of that game. I think it was 3-0 in the first half. And he was like, okay, fine. I'm me. So let me just, if, if I'm going to be, if I'm going to go out, I'm going to go out like me. And he switched to the back three. He went 3-4-3 three, three, or 5-2-3, however you want to class it. And it worked. The Premier League hadn't seen something like that probably in, I don't know, a few years. It worked basically against everybody. In fact, it worked so well that you saw a lot of managers do it. Arsenal started playing with back three. Spurs started playing with back three. Mourinho had to adapt to it. It was such an advantage unless you matched yourself with it. And Chelsea won a record amount of games, like 30, 31 games. And I'm sure that went to Conte's head. Like, my methods work. Mm. But you're playing with the side that just won the league. You have Eden Hazard. You have N'Golo Conte. You're only playing one game a week because the last season, the players tanked and there was no European football, not even (laughs) Europa League to, to play. So you have one whole week to drill this system into your team. The reason it worked so well was partly because it was new, but also because this is all we get to do all week is train this one idea. 
Mm-hmm. Other people have to, we can't train in the week because we have to play on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And then there's another game on Saturday, Sunday. Chelsea was just like, oh, so we have four days to plan for one game? Cool. And then you have D- you add Diego Costa on top of that, who was scoring goals for fun. Now now that you've won the league, and now you, you do have Champions League that you have to play, you're not going to have a whole week. And then you text Diego Costa, hey, bro, I don't, I don't need your services anymore. You don't know who you're going to replace him with. But you're trying to force the club's hand into buying Lukaku. But you don't know if that's possible. It was his plan, clearly. I tell Costa I don't need him. Costa kicks up a storm, which he did. He stays in Brazil, wouldn't even come to training. Then the club are then forced to buy him a striker. Because I don't. maybe they wouldn't have bought him one anyway. Either way, because mm. you have Diego Costa. He's in form. Why would we spend $70 million on a striker? Well, I texted him I don't need him anymore. <laughs> like So then it's like, I want Lukaku. But Mourinho also wanted Lukaku too. So United are obviously going to win the, the money battle there. So the moment he did that, I was like, this guy is a fraud. He's, it's, it's not, I, I said I wouldn't call him a fraud, but you know, I just did. <laughs> and then the season transpires the way it did. Where because he didn't get what he wanted and everything that he wanted, he just threw his toys out the pram, I guess is what y'all, what y'all say. Like, he just started just, you could tell the, I don't know, there was a run of games, I think it was Watford and Bournemouth. You could just tell, like, this guy, he doesn't care. He's, just, he, he's ready to be sacked. Like, if he could have got sacked now, he would. But Chelsea just didn't want to do it until the end of the season. Or did it until the end of the season. So, that's when I knew the guy's fault. Like, what he's doing for Inter. Like, I see a lot of Inter fans complaining. Like, you know, he doesn't rotate the team. The substitutions mm. are bad. Like, yeah. That's what he does. <laughs> he doesn't make substitutions until the 82nd minute. That's, it's, it's, that's it's, his it's thing. It's madness, man. It's madness. But uh, My theory is he gets so lost in the game. <laughs> That he forgets to do substitutions. So, <laughs> I, I you would you would watch him and you would think, well, I think Matic should come off for another midfielder because he's mm. just dead tired. But Conte, in his mind, he's like, he's just barking instructions and mm. he's like, boo, go there, go there, here, there, there. Like, shouting at Alonso and just the wingbacks just to kick it to blind areas or whatever. That, oh, shit, it's, it's 80 minutes? Okay, let me make a sub. <laughs> Like, he just loses track of time. That's my theory. I'd like to think that rather than, like, no, no, but, this is, like, but, a plan. Do you know why I don't I, I don't agree? Because you have, what, three assistant coaches? <laughs> so, okay, so, so what? So, they go out and say, yo, Antonio, we should... Oh, no, 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 no. Come on, man. So, so unless he, he screams that's, at them before they even point. get a chance to... I didn't, I didn't take okay. that into account. But, yeah, I was just thinking, like, there must be some logical reason why this guy just forgets he has three substitutions every time. I could ramble about Conte for days, man. Like, the, the, the guy... I, there's just something that, like, it's endearing to a, to a point. And like, this is another thing that I would struggle with mm. at the time. Because he's so emotional... And, like, if he scores a goal, he'll start jumping on, like, people. And there was one goal that they scored, I think, against Crystal Palace where he was hanging off of the, yeah, 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 the yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like he looked no, no, like no. a monkey. But, 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 but see, 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 for me, because... That's endearing to fans. Yeah, yeah, like, fans but... love that. Like, he cares as much as we do. So he's no, no, our guy. You see, that's why I... See, when he used to do that, I was like, oh, my gosh. Why? Because, again, for me, whenever, like, one of my narratives come true or so forth, I go crazy. I go absolutely crazy. Like, when... like. If you could have seen me when Balotelli scored in that Euro semi-final because, you know, he's black, racism, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> or when Mbappe scored um, for France against Argentina, like, I went crazy. So, seeing that hope, that kind of Conte, I always appreciated. Him showing the passion because it is real because he's, he's an Italian and he's an old school Italian. So, I know that that is genuine and real. But what I've never appreciated is just how much of a bitch you can be. <laughs> Like, like, like the whole thing with, with, with Chelsea, because you didn't get your way and you were just trying to tank it, that's a bitch move. That's a bitch move. He, so wasted, like... he wasted a season of Hazard. Yes. Like, that annoys me more than anything. Because yeah. that, that should have been Hazard's last season. Mm. But because of the World Cup in 2018, I don't think the Real Madrid move could have happened that summer, probably. So... Hazard had to stay with Chelsea another season. Sorry, obviously got him and they played better. But if that was the last season of Hazard, which it really should have been, 
like that would have hurt even more but you know he stayed 12 more months um okay what else do i have written down here before we get to the magic of the fa cup um dortmund what did you think about Haaland, sancho their interim manager are you seeing things you like um I do think that this could have been a game that Dominic would have lost if Lucien Favre was in the dugout. Um, the football dugout. Yeah. 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 Um, so I think it's one of those things where um, let's see how it goes, but it does look promising because I think they handled that game tactically very well. You know, because Leipzig were all the months but I think that was very well handled tactically. And I think, you know, it was a very good, strong win against one of the best teams in Germany. Um, but my thing is, I'm looking a year, two years, three years down the road. Is this a case of like, yeah, okay, yeah, cool, but you know you're going to lose Haaland again. It's like when Lewandowski got was there, I'm like, man, shit, man, imagine these guys in two, three years' time. Nah, <laughs> they're gonna go. So the whole thing is like because my thing is that it would be exciting, imagining Sancho, Haaland, and Gio Reyna three, four years time, but that's not gonna happen, you know. The reason they have those kinds of players now is because they've sold and then reinvested. So you sell Dembele, you sell Pulisic, and then you buy a Haaland, you buy a Julian Brandt. Like the only mainstay in the team really has been Royce. For the past what decade maybe yeah um so like you can't expect like oh the combination or the the understanding between sancho and Haaland and geo reyna or whatever it is like it's not gonna last because if a good offer comes in for Haaland in the summer he's going to madrid he's going to psg he's going to united or city or wherever it is if a good offer comes in for sancho he's going back to city or united or probably england so i don't know if anybody else would pay a hundred million for Jaden Sancho but um yeah so it's it's Dortmund is one of those clubs where it's fun to think about what if same way like Monaco when they had that 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 generation that got to the Champions League semi-final it's fun to think about you know what if what if they stayed together you could do the same with like you know the Ajax team that won the the Champions League in 95 I think Mm. um what if they had stayed together what if they hadn't been broken up but when you come from a club that's at that level and you reach success or have success, like the bigger clubs in Europe are going to come for you. So, And Dortmund are known that if you give them the right number, they'll make the right business decision and then just trust their scouting network and academy or whatever else that we have somebody who can come in. So, um, You wanted to talk about Pochettino quickly. What about him? Um... Does it does it matter if you win Ligue 1? Like, is, does that really mean yes. anything? Yeah, it does. What does it mean? For it PSG, not for Marseille or for non twenty guys, for PSG, what does it mean? Well, I mean, Monaco won it in 20, was it 17? I didn't say Monaco, I said for PSG. What does it mean, you winning Ligue 1? I'm tr- what, what does no, that mean? No, hold on, I was trying to make a point, and then you jumped me. Um, Monaco won it, I think, in 2017. Like, you'd have to check the stats, but, you know. Um, and PSG, how, how did they respond to that? They spent $400 million on two players. <laughs> like, they, when let's, in one, you, you're going to take away the league from us? Okay, fine. Let's just go get Neymar. Let's go. We're going to take Mbappe from you. And it was we'll a give coincidence. It, was, it wasn't a response. It was, a, it was just a coincidence. Nah, it was a takeover. Nah. Because nah. the league slipped. So, for me, I do think the winning the league for them matters <laughs> okay if it does then PSG are very stupid because <laughs> it doesn't it... matter as much as the Champions League ambition I but s- winning the league matters to them so then if I Pochett- say it's so stupid if, 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 if Pochettino wins the league then that would be uh, a feather in his cap so to speak now how we perceive league uh, in terms of the outside looking in I'm not sure how much it means mm-hmm. on a relative scale of like, okay, 
It's the same. Like the how much does the Bundesliga mean to you? How much does the Scudetto mean to you? Given the domination of the clubs that have been winning it for the past decade, you know. My see see the 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 thing though is, I just I, I try and keep it real. For Cristiano, if he don't win the Champions League with Juventus, the move would be a failure. Mm-hmm. Neymar, the reason why you moved from Barca here is because you wanted to deliver them with the Champions League. Mm-hmm. PSG, when this project started and they started to invest money, the whole point was, yeah, France and everything, but we want to well, gain no. a foothold in Europe. No, when they bought the club, the dominant team would be Lyon. In France, what no, they, no, no. When like they started they, they, to invest, they, no, when, okay, when they were building a super team, that super team was with the intention of being a European force. Yes, France do that and so forth. They want also like you know keep but things. But it goes in stages. For Abramovich, his main dream was: I want this team to win Champions Leagues. I, I want them mm-hmm. to be a European force. That was his dream. Abramovich doesn't give a crap about Premier, Premier League. Those are for England merchants. He is about, I'm, I'm spending this amount of money. I want this team to win the Champions League. The uh, Man City dudes, I want us to be European force. Because when you're yeah. spending that amount, how are you spending that amount of money? Because you want to be the kings of France or England. N- no. You well, spend that, amounts of money because you want to be like a European force on the level of a Real Madrid. I get that. I get that. And I agree. Like I think when you spend that many millions, Maybe you just assume that domestic success will come with the amount of money that we're spending. So you winning the league or winning an FA Cup or Cup de la Liga or whatever is like we expect that. It doesn't it doesn't move the needle. Maybe you don't necessarily expect to win the Champions League. So that process of perhaps winning one is more rewarding and fulfilling. But I don't discount domestic success. Like the idea that Juventus have won nine Scudettos in a row. That means something. Like, that's an incredible accomplishment. The fact that Lyon won seven league ones in a row. That's wild. Like, Dortmund, not Dortmund, um, Bayern Munich. I think they're at eight in a row now. Like, yeah, it might be, yeah. The Klopp days were the last time that somebody won that wasn't them. So, like, that's important. So the fact that Monaco broke up PSG's um, domestic run, I feel like that's probably important, and that's instructive. So if Pochettino messes that up the same way if Flick messes that up, the same way if, in theory, if Pirlo messes that up, I think that would be bad. <laughs> like I think, I think there would be major consequences for that. Um Whereas in an England or Spain, if you don't win the league, I don't know if there's necessarily a massive consequence depending on who wins it. You know, is it would would Zidane be sacked if Barcelona or Atletico won the league? No, because like that that's a you could theorize that out at the beginning of mm. the season. If would Pep be sacked if Klopp won the league? No, because you could think like Liverpool are a good enough team to win the league. Mm. If if Marseille won the league, I don't know if at the beginning of the season you would think Andre Villas-Boas would be good enough with this team to beat PSG given the talent that's in our team. So there would be a consequence for that. So I think Pochettino does have to take the league seriously. No, no, okay, it's like this. If PSG don't win the league, but win the Champions League, no, winning the league is irrelevant. Now, the issue lies where you don't bring me the Champions League and you don't bring me the league. Oh fuck! Then okay, we have we have, we <laughs> yeah, have pro- problems. You but see, know, if, so. if you if you don't win the Champions League, but you have the domestic success, perhaps that's good enough. No, but it's easy for me. Then I'm like, guy, you're expected to win the league. Mm-hmm. You're expected to. So that should always be a given because your team is far too True. superior yeah. than to, to anyone. Like they, you have no competition. We can ask sorry about that idea. Actually, now that I think about it, like he won Juventus the league, but mm-hmm. they were like. Mm. We have a. When was the last time they won? 1997? Six. 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 Seven was Dortmund, wasn't it? Mm. Um, all right. The magic of the FA Cup. And then we'll take some questions and then we'll get out of here. Um, do you believe in the magic of the FA Cup? What is the magic of the FA Cup? 
So the f- answer to your first question is no, I don't, and I don't care for it. Oh, you don't, you don't believe in magic. I don't. No, I don't care for the magic of the FA Cup. I no. See, I don't believe in magic. But I want to believe in magic, but I don't <laughs> believe in it. So, um. So my thing about it is, um, I want to want to believe. Like basically, it, because we're more, so obviously, I was. I grew up in Nigeria, really. So like my teens were like. Let me think. Let me think about it. Okay. Well, look. Okay. A part of my growing up was in England, a, a portion of it. So, the FA Cup was like a really big thing. We're like, oh my gosh, giants killing this club from Division Three can then beat this top club and so forth. Blah 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 blah. But then, as people have said, how many Division Three teams or Division Two teams have won the FA Cup? Not that many. Most times are not. No, every single time it's been a Premier League team, even a Wigan. When they won it, they were, they were a Premier League team. They got re- relegated, but they're still a Premier League team when they won the FA Cup. So I think that narrative of the small club up against a big club and the kind of money they get, it's cute, it's cool, but that narrative has now worn thin now. It's like no one really cares now. And I just think that that thing that of like how special the FA Cup is, the, the FA Cup isn't more special because it's one of the oldest competitions. It isn't more special, more valuable than the Copa del Rey, the DFB Pokal Cup, or the um, Copa Italia. No, it's just your domestic cup trophy, which isn't as important as the league or the Champions League. Um, You see, I like the idea of it. In what other scenario would somebody like Marine be playing Spurs? This is the only competition that allows for that because the League Cup is the League Cup. You know, you mm. have to be in the Football League in order to, to, to be in it. The FA Cup is all of England you know this is the third round but not really like because mm. there's like a bunch of other qualifying rounds and it it's literally all of England non-league whatever like anybody can just kind of jump in so I'm so I'm led to believe um, so I do like that aspect of it I don't I don't know if that's magic necessarily it's just like the way it's structured it's like I no, no, but, but, but my thing is that this you're always going to eventually lose. So all it says is about, oh my gosh, look at how far Kidderminster can go. Look at how far Scontop can go. Look at how far um, Pub FC can can, can go. <laughs> yeah, well, when Pub FC face City or Liverpool, everything they're That's getting the Lara Croft said. Though, like, the, no, the, it's the, about the, winning and losing. You no, know, no. See, this is why. Do you remember it, last? It might have been two, three years ago. Like there was a team in Spain. They might have been like fourth, fifth division or whatever. Lugo. It was. Lo- no, no, Lugo? no, no, no! It wasn't Lugo. Okay. They were like a Cinderella kind of team, mm. and they drew Real Madrid in the Copa del Rey, and the players went absolutely nuts. They're just jumping up and down in the dressing room, and I'm looking at it thinking, "That's like the worst possible draw you could get. Like, <laughs> like you know, that's the worst one." Mm. Um, but as a professional footballer, the idea that I get to go to the, to the Santiago Bernabeu, a place I would never be able to go otherwise, and I get to play against you know whichever names that Zinedine Zidane elects to pick. So if it's Cristiano or Modric or Benzema or Gareth Bale at the time or who, 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 whomever it was, like the idea that I get to test myself against a team like that, that's not possible except for the cup. So I do understand... If, if I, Daniel, was a semi-professional footballer and I got I went to Europe and I'm playing in England and the draw, I'd rather play a Morecambe because we get to advance, right? But let's say my team draws Liverpool and it's in Anfield. The idea that me, I, they, I get to go play at Anfield like just because of a draw, a place like a, a hallowed ground that you'd never you'd, you you'll never be able to play there. You're the, you're the eighth division club, like seventh, sixth, fifth division club. Like you shouldn't be playing at Anfield, but you get to go there. I can see how that's excitement and that's part of the magic of just like the your personal experience of just like a dream that like I get to go Do to Stamford Bridge. I get to go to Old Trafford. Yeah, we lose gonna, the game. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna lose. So what's the point? Who cares? Just the, the experience. Who cares? At the time, there still is a chance that you could. Obviously, you won't. But when the when the draw is made, 
Yeah, we could. Like, what What if we fluke it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, first, there's like... Che- you could, Chelsea, but, but, but what Chelsea you played Morecambe. Would you say Chelsea played fantastically well? Mm-mm. No. So, like, in that way, if a better Morecambe showed up... Morecambe or if, 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 if If Kepa doesn't save that shot that the like in the first minute or two um from like he was trying to cross it but it ended up being a shot and Kepa had to like squirm and keep it off the off the goal line if that goes in and you're up one nil at Stanford Bridge even if they do come back because that inspires them to beat you like 5-1 the fact that you can tell you're great like bro I scored a goal against Chelsea you know like I don't (laughs) like respect me because I was like that I feel is is the magic not necessarily the giant killings. It's the individual stories of a of a footballer who's maybe not that great, but then gets to play against a team that he would never dream that 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 would be a, a reality. So <laughs> that's that 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 for me is the magic. Just putting myself in the body of a non-league footballer. That's all cute and nice, but for me, it, it's relevant. This is a competition. And it's about winners and losers. Now, see, you're just being so. an asshole to be an asshole, though. And no, I know no, you no, know no, that. No, 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 <laughs> Like, as, you're just being as, mean to be mean. As, as, as I just said, that's cute. And I appreciate it. I do appreciate it. Because, look, I told you, watching um, whenever, like, in the morning, like, you know, there was this show, like, on, like called Football Focus on mm-hmm. BBC. I know it. And during the, the epic up time, they would always do, like, an expose or a story about this small team and what it means for them playing at Old Trafford, playing at Stamford Bridge and so forth and everything. And you're like, wow, that's awesome. Like, oh, it's, it's a, an interesting story. That has nothing to do with a football competition. It's just a cool story. I'm about football and the competition. At the end of the day, you don't care about you the lost. human aspect? No, I don't. Well, see, because like it's the, a football competition. Well, you can't have magic without the human aspect. So if you don't buy into the human stories and the people who are playing, then it's just, I don't know, like blind resumes. Like, no, 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 oh, but, so this... but, okay, but my thing, because at the end of the day, it's a competition about who wins the trophy at the end of the day. That's boring. Like the the, the X's the... and O's of it, if if that's all you're focused on, that's boring. Okay, what am I supposed to take about it? Like, oh my gosh, this is, was huge for us and everything. Even if we, we lost 5-0 and we're out. Do you remember that one dude that was... I think they played Arsenal. I forget what the club was. He was like some fat goalkeeper who was eating pies oh, yeah. on who, the sideline. Oh, yeah, who all the pies. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's fun. Like, that's the human element. Like, if if, if, yeah, if you look at that, like, man, I don't, give a, I don't give a damn about that fat dude that was eating uh, meat pies on the sideline. Like, if that doesn't if that doesn't make you happy, then, you know, nah, no, it's, no, no. it's just not for it's... you. Like, if your main takeaway from that game was not... I think the guy's name was Shaw. Don't quote me. If them losing to Arsenal was the first thing that you think about instead of their goalkeeper eating the meat pie, which sounds wild, by the way. I don't know why y'all call it meat pie. <laughs> but if that was your takeaway, like, nah, man, they were never going to be Arsenal anyway, so who cares? The idea that Arsenal had to come to their little village stadium that doesn't even have, like, rafters or whatever it is. <laughs> And there's like a guy eating a meat pie and you can see cars driving past the stadium. <laughs> They're playing on like non-grass. Like Arsenal, Arsene Wenger has to come here. Like, uh, I don't know which players would have been on their team. But like Aaron Ramsey has to come here and play us here to our crib. Like Jose Mourinho has to come to Marine and sit, I don't know, behind a fence. <laughs> like a chain link fence. <laughs> and he has to sit there with his staff and manage against us. To me, that's that's the beauty and the magic of it. Like, for, I see, I think some people interpret the magic of the FA Cup as like that team has a chance to beat Spurs. No, they don't. Five nil was flattering to Marine, or whatever the score was. Like, it could have been ten if they wanted it to be. But the magic is seeing Mourinho behind a chain link fence as a professional football manager. Like, that's fun to me. For you, the magic is considered. Does this team have a chance to win? And no, if you no, think no, about no, it like no, that, no, then there no, is no, no magic. No, 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 no. Hold up, hold up. Don't don't put words in my mouth. Oh, I'm sorry. I said there is no magic. <laughs> there Fair is enough. no magic. It's okay. it's it's just a cup competition. Well, no, I was getting there. Yeah, I, what what I meant was if 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 you consider the magic of the FA Cup to be can this team beat the other team, then magic can exist for you. Because magic only exists if it's possible. Mm. You know, Marine's not going to beat Spurs, so what? How how can we get magic here? 
like part of magic is like you have to believe to an extent like yo, mm. did that guy really pull a rabbit out of a hat like how the, how the hell did he do that but if you come to the to the magic show of like i know it's all bullshit there's he's clearly up to something you know and i feel like that's that's what it is but for me the magic means a guy eating a bean pie like that's fun <laughs> so all right let's do some questions and then we can we can bounce from patrick and kudu why isn't abdullahi on team tactics yet we have a Complicated Chelsea show with Abdullahi, man. Yeah, no, 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 no. This, this is like a general football show. Abdullahi is whether he likes to or not is an extremely passionate Chelsea fan. So, um, is Barcelona turning a corner? Also, Pedri. I guess we discussed that. But what are your thoughts on on Pedri? Oh no, no. I'm very talented. No, same thing with Ricky Puch. Very talented. But let's see where he's one, two, three years from from now. Let's not get ahead of ourselves by saying, oh my gosh, this is the next big thing. Um, from at punished STU Diallo performance predictions. How will he fit in the team? What does this mean for Rashford, Martial, and Greenwood? So, do you have any beat on Diallo, the new Manchester United signing? Um, I've seen. I don't know why I saw something like he's gonna be like Ronaldo. I'm like, why would you? Why would anybody put that kind of pressure on a young guy? Just like he's got he he has the same. Ronaldo United thing like just stupid comparisons yeah, from reporters. It's just like you're just setting the, the, the guy up Amad to fail. Like just let him be his own person. Yeah, let him be the best Amar Diallo and so forth. Yeah, I mean, I have no. I hate see, that. Man. My thing about it is that I don't give a damn about his YouTube highlights. I don't give a damn about comparison. Let me use my two eyes and see what he does when he's at Man United. Then I'll then judge. Last question. There's three of them. Um, from Banjo Kazooie. Oh, yeah, video game, N64. What would it take for Klopp to get sacked? Not to say he should, is his question. So what would it take for Klopp to get sacked? I don't know. I, I don't think Klopp can get sacked. I think it's he'll resign, resignation. Well, unless, well, if he finished 18th with, with them, if he got them re- relegated, then maybe, yeah. But, <laughs> it's um... like 18th is relegation. <laughs> um, I don't know. You'd have to have, like, some mad losing streak. I don't know, like... Knocked out in Champions League group stage. Um, I don't know. Like a five, six, seven game losing streak, maybe. Like you don't win a game for a month or two, something like that. Maybe then they'd consider it. I think they would consider it, actually. Like that's pretty bad. But um, yeah, I don't. That's never going to happen. But it, that's what it would take. Number two. Are Chelsea fans getting gassed over Morecambe result? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Werner's back in the goals. Havers back in the goals. Oh, uh, did you see Callum Hudson Adoy? <laughs> Dory, Thursday, man, Thursday. I will, I will, I'll do, I'll do those useless people, man. I mean, how low can you go? More will be discussed on Morecambe uh, on the complicated Chelsea show. Morecambe. Morecambe. <laughs> England had some brick team names too, bro. Like Marine? How did you get that? <laughs> no, 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 but no, no, come on, no. I, no, I, th- I think Spain is just particular. Like, there's just something about Elch and the boys. Mm. When the team names are bad, I expect them to lose in some kind of bad way, though. Um, okay. Would Hazard improve if he went back to Chelsea, lastly? So what's the question again? Just repeat it again. If Hazard went back to Chelsea, do you think he'd improve? Yeah, 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 no. no. I don't think... Who do you think improves by going to Chelsea right now? Improves is the key word here. Why, why, why? Under Francis. A big... Like, it depends on how you read the word improve. Okay, so there are a lot of people who could improve, like, their personal lives by going to Chelsea right now. Like, I could think of, like, literally millions of footballers who, like, oh, I could go to Chelsea and get however much money a week. Like, that would be improve. It would improve my life. Hazard doesn't count in that category, I'm sure. I'm sure Real Madrid's paying him, like, a, a pretty penny. So he's not improving in a financial sense. He's probably not going to improve in a lifestyle sense, given, like, London, Madrid. Is, eh, it's probably even better weather, better food, probably. In a footballing sense, he's not improving. Because the team at Madrid is better than the one at Chelsea. In a coaching sense, he's not improving. Because I trust Lamp- I trust Zidane with my career over Frank Lampard. Maybe the only way his life improves, fan expectation and interaction. Because Madrid fans have no loyalty to Eden Hazard. 
It's mm. like, bro, we spent a hundred million on you, and you're not gonna do blah blah blah. You're never fit. You're not this. You're not that. Chelsea fans just love him because you know he is who he is. So you didn't prove that way. But that's like one pro, and like a bunch of cons. Stay in Madrid, bro. By the way, did you see that they they played him in the snow? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw. Yeah. What are you, what what are y'all doing to my guy, man? Like, <laughs> let him get back to fitness in ideal conditions. You putting out Hazard there in the snow when he had bad ankles and bad knees and hamstring people, injuries people and want Hazard injuries, to groin film. injuries, I mean, this, that. We have, to, we have to have a discussion about how much people want Hazard to fail. People just revel in failure, which is Do you know I calculated weird. he's missed 44 games through injury while at Madrid? That's like mm. a whole season of games in a season and a half that he's missed. Going by like the transfer marked injury games missed thing i just added them all up so i think it was 43 or 44 games that's like a whole season of football that you missed because of ankle surgeries and hamstrings and this and that not to mention on top of like did he have covid i, I don't i don't yeah, remember I don't know i'm not sure i'm not sure, um, I'm not sure but that. i know i know it was in their camp like there were definitely madrid players that that tested positive so um yeah it's just been it's been a trash move for reasons you could blame Hazard in part because of just he should be in better shape he should be taking better care of his body and all that kind of stuff but how can you if every time you push yourself you end up injured so I want to stay in shape but every time I like run something pops I'm sympathetic to Hazard but he's not totally blameless when he's talking about he loves cheeseburgers and it's hard for him to stay away from the (laughs) cookies in his cupboard yeah (laughs) <laughs> you see me? I'm not a professional footballer. The cookies in the cupboard, I might just I might go dabble. <laughs> That's all right. You gotta be a little bit more disciplined, man. Um but anyway, is that it? Are we done? Do you have any last subjects or nothing I can I can think of. I mean I am I do have a slight splitting headache, so but oh, um... damn. This has been the Talking Tactics Podcast. My name's Daniel. That's Have Hope over there, um in the corner. Yeah, yeah. Remember yeah. to follow us on Twitter at Talking Tactics. Instagram Talking Tactics, Facebook Talking Tactics 352. Um, if you're on Spotify, remember to give us a follow. Apple Podcast, subscribe, it's free, leave us a five-star review, and we'll read it on the show. If you want to help the show out monetarily, check out Patreon. Shout out to all the Patreons. We'll be recording your Talking Tactics uh, Talking Tactics extra shortly. We'll see you guys next week. Talking Tactics podcast, sometimes funny, sometimes serious. Always football. Indeed. Peace, peace, peace. Peace, peace, peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.